Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson. God bless you. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated, 524 East Pasadena Street, in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is June 8, 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. If you have not been listening or did not know, on Sundays I started teaching from the book of Revelation, and you need to know where your blessing lies. It can be found in Revelation 1 and 3. It said, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. If you want to be blessed, if you want your household to be blessed, your children, your spouse. Forget about self. Forget about uh, trying to force someone else to do it, but you do it. If you want to be blessed, if you want your household to be blessed, if you want where your feet lands to be blessed, then read and hear the word of God. There's a blessing in this word that has already been proclaimed upon those that hear, keep, Read the things that are written. I want to dedicate this song this, to a young man that uh, it touches his heart. And I, I know he'll hear it. God bless you, Brother Kevin. And those of you listening, you may have heard it or not. But think about the words of this song. It's a simple song, and I'm sure it expressed the sentiments of your heart as well. Oh! 
my God. I love calling on the name of Jesus. I love that song myself just as much as he does. And so again, dedicate that to Brother Kevin on this day. And to those of you that are listening near and far, God bless you. Certainly thank God for you taking time out of your schedule to, to, to present yourself unto the Lord. Now, anytime you stop to, to give recognition unto God, and especially for service, Sunday morning worship, Bible uh, class, Sunday school, whatever your uh, fellowship is, and you're there uh, in service, you are presenting yourself unto the Lord. Now, that's what you're doing. You're not just going to service. Some of you think that I'm just going to church. No, you're going to present yourself before the Lord. That's what you're doing. And so it is an honor and a privilege to do that. It is an honor and privilege to be gathered together in his name. The Bible said there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. No other name. Nope. Nope. Any other name that you can think of, it's not going to do it. It's not going to get you in. Only in the name of Jesus is going to help us make it in. And then that's going to change. But we're not going to go into that tonight. Let's go into the word of God. I want to direct your attention to the book of Ezekiel. Uh, we're, we're moving on. And I'm telling you, God has brought us from the, his call to the young minister, Ezekiel, and has shown him visions, have given him uh, revelation, understanding, has shown him what the future holds. And that's where we are. We're dealing with the, some of the, the futuristic events. And this is, this is fact, not fiction. And so Ezekiel, the 39th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse, it says, it shall come to pass in that day that I will give unto God a place there, are, uh, there of graves in Israel. The valley of the passengers on the east of the sea, and it shall stop the nose, noses of the passengers, and there shall they bury Gog and all his multitude, and they shall call it the valley of, of Hamagog. And so uh, uh, with that, uh, we're going to read a few more verses, but first, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord God, for uh, your grace, for keeping us throughout this day, for blessing us to come together again, Lord God, to receive of you, receive your word, Lord God, and I pray and ask that you bless. Lord Jesus, you said uh, there is a blessing to those that, that read, that hear, and keep your word. Lord God, help us to read and to hear and to keep your word. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. And it shall come to pass in, the, in that day, that day, that I will give unto God a place there of graves in Israel, the valley of the, of the passengers on the east of the sea, and, on, and it shall stop the noses of the passengers, and there shall they bury God and all his multitude, and they shall call it the valley of Hamath. And it shall, you know, the word of God lets us know what is going to happen. It is going to come to pass. 
in that day. Whatever day God has assigned for this to occur is going to happen. Now, it did not happen in, uh, in Ezekiel's day. The 37 chapter, which speaks about the dry bones, happened in our day and time. So that means what he is speaking about, the, the nations that are going to uh, join together and come against Israel, is going to happen uh, in the not-so-distant future. That day being whatever day the Lord has determined according to his divine will. Israel's enemy will be in the land, but not the way they're planning. You can make, your enemy can make plans, uh, you know, uh, that they're going to carry out things a certain way. It doesn't mean that God is going to uh, allow it to happen that way. Uh, remember, uh, the Bible said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And he goes on to say that uh, he made the blacksmith. He made the iron. He made all the instruments and all the, the tools and necessities that the blacksmith is using to make the weapon. So God is well informed and knows just what to do. So uh, whatever you might be dealing with today, and we deal with things, it doesn't matter who you are, how much faith you have, uh, how long you've been saved or how not long you've been, or, you know, or... Uh, but uh, it, it, the enemy will plan against you. But God knows just what to do. He knows just what to do. I, I heard some things planned today. And I went back and sat in my, went in my office and, and sat down and, and, and had to realize, well, God, you know. You know what they already have planned. And, and so because they have plans, then I'm sure that you have plans too. Because there's nothing that can, that can and will be orchestrated without the knowledge of God. Our responsibility is to do what? Obedience. Uh, what did we say? Uh, we believe the, the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. So our responsibility is to remain steadfast, unmovable, abiding in the word of God. Common sense says, be careful which team you play for. Whatever team you decide to join. You know, when you're in the will of God, you're on, you're on God's, uh, I'm on the Lord's side, make me mighty glad. But if you backslide, you turn your back, go the opposite direction, there's only one other team that you can be on. And that is the team of Satan, Lucifer. Which is a dead end. And so you need to be careful which team that you play for. You need to be careful who you side with. Money is an influencer. Popularity is an influence. Social media is an influence. Physical gratification. Emotional satisfaction. All of these influence individuals. They've influenced us over the time of our lives. And so none of us is exempt from, uh, from that um, confession, but we know that confession is made unto salvation, that when we uh, give ourselves over unto the Lord and allow him to influence us and uh, to be motivated by his word 
and not by money, not by popularity, not by social media or uh, physical gratification or emotional, but that we uh, uh, find godly contentment. The Bible said uh, godly contentment is great gain. People are concerned about others and their opinion, but not God's. Are you concerned about what your friend your, has to say, your associate? You know, are you concerned about what God has to say? You know, a lot of people have gone shipwrecked. A lot of people have messed up and fell into situations listening to what other people had to say. A woman shouldn't, a married woman should not listen to a mar another man uh, over a husband because it's going to cause them to go shipwrecked. A married man should not listen to a married woman uh, over his wife. It's going to cause things to go shipwrecked. Uh, when you're in any kind of relationship, you need to be careful who you're listening to or things are going to go shipwreck. I remember talking to a young man and, and he had just started a job. He was starting out. He, he really didn't have much experience, but he got the job and he was doing well on it. Somebody told him that, man, you could be making more money than this. And he listened to that influence and he walked off the job. Well, the person that told him that didn't leave the job. He stayed there. He got rid of him by influencing him. You need to be careful about being concerned uh, with other people's opinion. The only opinion that matters is God's. And if the person that you're talking to has the same uh, reference for God, they're going to respect your opinion and you're going to respect theirs. You don't have to believe me, but believe this. No one will escape Romans 14 and 12. It says, so then every one of us, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Second Corinthians 5 and 10 said, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done uh, in his body according to that he have done, whether it be good or bad. So you need to be careful what team you're on. You want to be on a team where, things, where good things are happening. Good things are being done. And you need to understand something. Let me, let me, let me back up here. I, uh, the enemy can plan against you. just like he planned against Job. But Job did not switch sides. Job didn't get off the winning team. Uh, he said, though skin worms eat up my flesh, I'm going to wait for my appointed time. So he didn't change sides because things was going bad. Don't change sides. Because one day you're going to give an account of for the good or the bad. So what team are you playing for? A team are those that come together to achieve a common goal. Sometimes referred to as a game. Sometimes referred to as a crowd. They call the, uh, the QNA uh, a crowd, uh, an insurrection. They call the insurrection a rebellion, an uprising. But before that day, that group of people that went to, uh, to Capitol uh, had communicated to one another. They organized. They flew in from across the country to meet and achieve a common goal. They, however, that was not a good team to be on. The Bible says the northern nations and those in agreement will come together to achieve a common goal. The 12th verse says, in seven months shall the, the house of Israel be burying them 
that they may cleanse the land. So they're going to come together for a common goal, but it's going to fail. Now, one of my favorite shows is Star Trek. I, I don't get enough of, of watching Star Trek. And, and so it, it can be on and, and just playing through a, a series, can just be playing throughout the day from episode to episode, uh, just as background noise, you know, and, and that's me. And, but the board would say, and has made it very clear that resistance is futile. And so, uh, meaning that uh, they, uh, their plan was to overtake. And so don't bother fighting because you're going to be overtaken. The mistake that the, the enemy of Israel uh, is making is that they're not aware they're going to be overtaken by the power of God. Your enemy does some, some dumb things. You would think they would have learned a lesson by now. But the enemy will continue to fight until he is overtaken and brought down. And it could be just a word where God says stop. And that's it. It don't have to be a, a, a large demonstration. God can just say stop. He can just say enough. Uh, he, he can just give that look. You know how your, your parents, uh, you know, your, your mother had that look that she could give you and you knew exactly what it meant. You read everything that she was not saying verbally. You know, and it seemed like moms have that better than dads. Dad can have a look, but but it's something about that that mother that when she give you that look, it'll stop you in your tracks. And so um, that's all God has to do, however he want to do it. God and the coalition of nations did not pay attention to the memo. They, they didn't get the memo. And, you know, so, are, you know, the question is, are you paying attention to the memo? Because it's written. The word of God has been written out. The Bible said, holy men uh, that was inspired by the Holy Ghost moved as the Holy Ghost moved upon them to, to present, to write, document, and present the word of God. Are you paying attention to the handwriting on the wall? Habakkuk 2, 1 and 3 says, I will stand on my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what shall I answer when I am reproved? And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Ezekiel has given us information about what God is showing him. Habakkuk was told to write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may read that run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come it will not tarry. God's word is sure. And whatever he has spoken is going to happen. It didn't have to happen. It didn't have to occur when, uh, when someone thought it should have. But it's going to happen. Uh, uh, we used to sing a song growing up. Uh, uh, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. The word of God has, it has a date stamp on it. It's a date stamp that he put on it. Now, that's me figuratively speaking. In other words, he has a time. He has a date. He has a season. He know he's in control of it. I'm not, you're not, uh, Archbishop, Vatican, whoever, whatever title they, they have made up for themselves. Uh, I'm respect, I'm just, they don't have it. Because the word of God did not give it. He kept that in reserve for himself. Our job is not to have the, 
the, the, the time stamp. Our job is not to have the exact date and time. Our job is just be ready, period. Be ready. The Bible goes on to tell us that uh, uh, these alliances, they presume the outcome will be to their advantage because Israel appeared or appears small, weak, uh, because you seem fragile. Uh, the Bible said an evil spirit is going to overtake this alliance and they're going to go to work against Israel. Now, let me be perfectly clear with something. God does not tempt you with sin. He doesn't tempt you against yourself. Doesn't tempt you against your neighbor, community, or anyone else. James 1, 13 through 15, it says, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Even when, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, that old, 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 comedian flip wilson to say the devil made me do it you know that was a a, a sick cotton that was a, a skit but the reality is that anything that you get involved with that that that's against the will of god it was already in your heart you can make up any excuse that you want to it's something that's in your heart now how it got there how it got there is something different that and that needs to be dealt with you, you know sometimes we need to go to counseling uh, we need a good counselor. And God is not against counseling, but you need the right counselor. You don't need a counselor that's going to implant something in your mind that really didn't happen and, and lead you on into an area. No, because it's all about deliverance. So you need a, a, a you know, as we was talking about on Sunday, the seven spirits of God. And you'll find that, I believe it was the 11th chapter of Isaiah, that the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the spirit of counsel. Well, see, you need a good counselor and you need someone that's going to tell you the truth. Someone that's going to help you out. And then you need to adhere to it. You need to listen to what's being said and apply it in your life. I, I, I want to encourage those that are that are in relationships. You need to go to counseling and don't. Oh, we got it all together. No, because there's some hard questions that you're not asking. There's some things that you're not even talking about. And when you go to counseling, those things come up. And certain things come up that you may not want to hear. You may even find out that it, it, you need to hit the pause button. And so, uh, you know, a good counseling. Counseling helps an individual, and God is not against that. And so there are things that can be in our hearts that we don't like to own up to. We're embarrassed about. And, and, and it's not meant for you to talk to everybody about uh, but you do need to get help when help is needed. Uh, the, the Bible says when you're sick, call for a doctor, call for a physician. And, and so uh, don't sit around uh, disclaiming it, talking about, well, you know, uh, I'm not, you halfway dead, uh, you walking around gagging and carrying on, and you will not go and see a doctor to, uh, talking about you having faith. That is fool's gold. This is fact, not fiction. Go to the doctor. And so when we're dealing with situations, uh, whether psychological, emotionally, mentally, uh, you know, it can, it can draw you away from the will of God when you don't get help. Then when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. 
and sin, when it is finished, bring forth death. When the evil spirit presented the ideal to God in the future, we're talking about in the future, all it, all it will be doing is, is triggering that that's already in their heart, triggering that that's already been discussed, that they want to go and ravish and take Israel. The 13th verse says, Yea, all the people of the land shall bury them. So it's not going to work. And it shall be to them a renown uh, the day that I shall be glorified, saith the Lord God. So see, when we talk about this being fact and not fiction, talking about it being something in the future, God's going to be glorified. Uh, uh, these facts, it, it, uh, like it or not, in that day, all uh, they're going to be losing the battle, trying to take Israel. The people of the land is going to bury their enemy. The condition of being known are talked about by many people or being famed, uh, you know, talking about being renowned, um, you know, and so Instagram, you know, everything, we can catch it on Instagram, we can catch it on Reddit, uh, and we can catch it on TikTok and, and WeChat and Twitter, you know, a lot of people pay attention to that. In uh, that day when God is glorified, the eyes of the world is going to see it. You know, I, I remember as reading the scripture younger, I used to wonder, you know, because the Bible said that every eye shall see him. And I'm like, well, how's that going to happen? And, you know, that everyone's going to see him. And, and I'm sure God is, I know for a fact, the whole world is in his hand. Uh, he's large enough that, that everybody can see him as he wills. And then now here we are in a day and time where nothing escapes the eye of, uh, of the camera. You know, somebody could be uh, committing mayhem and you have the ability to stop them, but, but you have those that won't stop it. They'll stand there and film it. Mm, listen, because the deliverance is great, it's going to be a great deliverance. This deliverance, to, I equate it to being like Exodus 14 and 13, that deliverance at the Red Sea. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more, ever. No more. In that day when Gog and the correlation of, the, the correlation of nations all these alliances that have been made that are going to come up against Israel, they're going to be destroyed. That army is going to be destroyed, not to be seen again. And it's going to, they're going to be buried. And people that pass by is going to hold their nose up and it's going to be bone scattered. And, you know, and uh, the world is going to see this. However, now, I note here, I said the world is going to see this. The world is going to see it. The saints of God are not going to be seeing this. We will be at the marriage feast during this time. We're going to be at the marriage feast of the Lamb. Some of us, I hope you're there. Matthew 25, 10, 13 says, and while they went to buy, talking about those that that uh, was partially ready. Some folks are halfway there. And, and 
you don't want to be one of those that are partially ready. It's like going to a, uh, uh, let's, let's put it this way. You want to be 100%, not 30%. You know, well, I don't, I don't believe all of that. You know, well, you, you don't believe it. But the Bible said that while they went to buy, who were they? It was the, the few that did not believe. They thought they had enough, thought they was good. I'm good, you know. I don't need to be uh, obedient. Pastors need to be obedient to God. I don't. Uh, the, the deacons need to be obedient to God, but not me. What? Oh, be at service at on time? I don't need to do that. Matter of fact, I think I just won't go. The Bible said, and they, while they went to buy, uh, they were stirred because they didn't have enough to, to enter in. The bridegroom came, and they that were ready. Are you ready? And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Those that went into the ark, the door was shut behind them, and nobody could enter in. Nobody could get into the ark when Noah and, and the animals and all them, well, the day is coming that uh, the bridegroom is going to come. And they that are ready, we're going to go in with the bridegroom to the marriage. And the door will be shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins. See, they were virgins too. Saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, verily I say unto you, I, I know you not, I, I don't know you. So the Bible said, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. What we're reading about in Ezekiel is a prophecy that is to occur in the near future. And I, I like saying near future because we know that uh, there are other prophecies that are fulfilling all around us. There are events that are happening. Some of you are joining into some of the events that are occurring uh, in celebrations. Some are have suffered the effects of some of the prophecies that have occurred. Some are just blowing it off and saying, well, you know, I don't think that's really, listen, this is fact. It's written in the word of God. And if you just read the word, you'll see it. You'll hear it. And we need to face the reality that we see. The Bible said they show a several man to continue, a continual employment passing through the land to bury the, pass, the passengers, those that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it. After the end of the seven months shall they Search, and the passengers that pass through the land, when they seeth a man's bone, they shall set a sign by it till the barriers have buried it in the valley of Hammer. And so we need to; uh, those that are here are going to be watching for months, and after months, the burial of the the 
the uh, residual of the army that is destroyed that comes against Israel. And, and so the land is going to be clean. Seven months with the help of others to clean up that mess. Hamana indicates the turbulence and rebellion which has a historical impact uh, of Israel as well as the uh, the word of God which has proclaimed this to take place. I don't know about you, but I don't want to, I, I want to read about it, but I don't want to uh, be here to experience certain things. And there are things, prophecies that are going to uh, happen in our lifetime that we will, such as even the pandemic that, that some have dismissed. But there are those prophecies that, that we are not to be part of because God has not uh, saved us to be uh, centered into a position of wrath, but to be saved from the wrath. The Bible goes on to say, and thou son of man, thus saith the Lord God, speak unto every uh, feathered fowl and to every beast of the field, assemble yourselves and come together uh, yourselves on every side of the sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you a great sacrifice on the mountains of Israel that ye may eat flesh and drink the blood. In other words, the Lord called for the beast of the field to come and to enjoy the remains of those that went up against Israel. Thus shall ye be filled at my table, the horses and chariots with mighty men and all the, val all the men of war said, the Lord, up to this point, I can only imagine the insanity that will accompany the vigil as the world is exposed to the Middle East trouble, the despair, the anguish, and as well as the blasphemy that will occur. And we'll get into that. Now, we're, we're teaching from the book of Revelation, and, uh, and we kind of, Ezekiel ushered us into that. Uh, because we're now from we've gone from the first, very first chapter of Ezekiel uh, through the rebellion of Israel, the chastisement of Israel, up to the the chastisement of those that 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 chastened Israel, that laughed at Israel, that desired to take advantage of Israel. Now we're coming to a point of Israel's restoration. The Bible said that if you suffer for the things that you've done wrong, suffer it, take it patiently. If you take it patient, it's going to bring about the peaceable fruit. It's, you know, it's going to bring about correction. It's going to bring about, you know, and, and we all know what it's like to be chastened because uh, our parents chastened us, you know, whether it was uh, telling us to sit down in the corner or having us to sit down in, in a chair and watch them do whatever they was doing and don't you move uh, to some of us. Um, uh, some of us know about switches. Some of us know about belts and hands and, you know, all those things and how they, they loved us. To, they corrected us. And so I, I love my mother and I appreciate what she did. And I, I reminded her about a chastening that she gave me one time that both of us laughed. She was laughing harder than I was. She was crying. She was laughing so hard. And, but I appreciate and I find it very comical and still talk about it today uh, because I was a knucklehead. And, and so, uh, but God is going to chasten those and, and he chastened those whom he loved. Uh, however, at this point in time in Ezekiel's vision, 
it's not about a chastening of Israel. It will be about the glorification of God and the deliverance of his people. And Israel, not the Gentiles. Let me make some clarity here. It will be a deliverance of Israel, not the Gentiles. The Gentiles have already entered into the marriage feast. Uh, they've gone on to the, to, the, to, the, to the marriage. The bridegroom has come. But listen, uh, it's going to be such despair and anguish as well as the blasphemy that will occur in that time. Now, as we get into Revelation, we're going to be talking about some of these things that, and you'll see that how it ties into what Ezekiel is saying and how uh, the world is going to be a reaction of humanity about what happens in the Middle East. It's going to be a reaction by humanity to what happens uh, because of the chastisement, the judgment of God. There's going to be a reaction that people don't talk about. People think they're going to be mortars during that time. There's going to be a reaction that's, that, that's going to take away from that theory. And so I'm coming to a close. I'm, I'm going to stop. But you, you haven't seen a horror movie yet. I've seen some movies that, that had got my attention and made me peek around the corner, made me a little jumpy, you know, and, and so I don't spend too much time. With, but there is some horror scenes that, 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 that is going to be unbelievable unbelievable and so you don't want to see these things that um that were that ezekiel is talking about actually happening you want to know about it so you can so you can look at the signs of what's going on and what's occurring around you but uh no this is fact and not fiction it's going that people are going to watch this and unbelievable uh, without hope uh, and so you don't want to be here to see these things occurring at all. You don't want to be one of those that, that go off to try to find uh, some additional oil because you don't have enough. But you want to be ready as the Lord is coming. You want to be ready as the word of God is, is proclaiming these things happening. And so with that being said, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Incorporated at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. If you've been blessed by the word of God, share SML with someone else. Tell them to type it in. Google it. It's going to come up on our house. Spotify and other podcast carriers, Amazon. And so remember the songs featured are respectively the property of our songsters, the artists, and other producers. God bless you. If you haven't committed your life unto the Lord, commit. If you need to rededicate your life, rededicate. Be, be faithful unto the Lord, because he certainly is faithful unto us.